0: Now, that's typically the intro I use when we're going to be talking about some breaking news. Now, when I first saw the news story that I have in front of me, I really thought it was breaking news, that something new had happened, something breaking, something developing. And then when I started looking into it, I'm like, wait a minute, this is not breaking news. This is news that goes all the way back to January 2021, when we're actually in January 2022. Why is it news again? Well, the only reason I can think that it's news again is because of Twitter. This is all going to make sense in just a minute. Yes, that's the intro that we would use when we're getting ready to talk about breaking news. I would come in right there and tell you that you're listening to the Theology Central podcast, and then I would give you the date and the time. But that's really the wrong intro. That's really the wrong intro. So, so, so let's, let's try this again. Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Welcome, everyone. It is Friday, January the 14th, 2022. It is currently 3.40 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live right here inside of the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church located right here in Ovalo. Texas. That's probably the appropriate intro for this episode. Welcome everyone. Yes, this is the Theology Central podcast where we try to make theology central to every aspect of life. And we're going to be looking at something right now that some people are acting like it's breaking news, but it really isn't. Now, I know I spent two minutes doing all of that and you're probably that that was a waste of time. It really wasn't because I want to emphasize that what we're going to be talking about is not breaking news. It goes back to January 2021. Today is January the 14th, 2022. And the reason I want you to understand that is when you see the articles, there are articles now, or there is an article uh, posted at, uh, at christianpost.com and it was posted today, January the 14th, 2022. There's also an article that has now appeared uh, at Christianity Today. See, when did they post their article? Let me go here. It it was posted yesterday. Uh, It it, it says uh, the headline for the one at uh, Christianity Today is, no, religious freedom doesn't send people to hell, right? So, and this has everything to do with this story that, again, is getting all kinds of attention. And I'm like, what is going on? Why is everyone talking about this all of a sudden? And I, as I've already said, I, the best I can do is someone posted, the best I can figure out, someone posted a tweet or a couple of tweets, and this whole thing is news again. It's old, but it's new but we're going to talk about it because it's very important. And I think the way we need to talk about this is before I give any names, I know you've already seen uh, the the, the title for this podcast episode, and there's a good reason you tuned in just because you saw the name, but I need you to do something for me. Forget the name, forget the name, forget the title, just forget everything. And I want you to just consider some questions that I wrote down right here in the journal that's next to me, all right? I have my pencil, I have a journal, right? And I just wrote down some questions. I was talking to myself as I was driving here this afternoon about how how do, how do I begin this episode? And the first thing I wanted to emphasize is that this is not breaking news. This is old news. But the question is still very relevant. And the, question that, the questions, I should say, are still relevant. And the questions we need to talk about go way beyond the personality The name of this individual that is associated with these news stories, right? Because everyone's going to focus on the name. And once you hear the name, here's what's going to happen. You're going to either be like, well, he's right because I love his preaching. Or you're going to be like, he's wrong because I hate his preaching. And you're just going to kind of just fall into taking sides, picking a team. Forget all of that. I want you to think about the deeper issue at hand, all right? Here We go. Question number one. Do you support religious freedom? Now, I really want you to think about that. Do you really, honestly, support religious freedom? I want you to be honest here, okay? If you say, yes, I support religious freedom, that means you support all religions having freedom to express themselves and to practice that religion. You want that freedom. So, in other words, if after 9 11, you would not have been opposing Muslims building mosques because you said we're in the United States of America and they have a freedom to practice their religion and build a mosque, just like Christians have the freedom to build a church, just as long as they're not doing anything to, you know, call for terrorism or violence against anyone. Or were you like, well, I don't like Islam anymore. I don't want them to have freedom. If a, here, here's, here's an example. Um, where is this taking place? Um, I can't remember what state, but an after-school Satan club, an after-school Satan club, an, an Illinois school district is under fire for allowing an after-school Satan club program being offered by the Satanic temple. Now, you wait, I don't want an an, an after-school Satan club. Well, do you want an after-school Bible club? If you're one of those who say, I want prayer in the public school, well, what if someone from the Satanic temple wants to come and offer the prayer? Are you all of a sudden now opposed to uh, that freedom? Do you really support religious freedom? I've seen a lot of people say they do, and what they really mean is they want freedom for their religion, and they want the freedom for them to get their religion put anywhere and everywhere. They want it taught in the public school. They want the 10 commandments posted. They want the Bible taught. They want they want they want everything. But they don't necessarily want people of other religions to have the same freedom. They want government meetings opening with a prayer, but only a prayer from a Christian perspective, not a prayer from say a Wiccan or a Hindu. No, 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 no. They're going to protest that. They're going to yell and scream about that. They don't want a Muslim leading prayer, but they want Christian prayer. So do you, I mean, are you really committed to religious freedom or do you just want freedom for, and not not just Christianity, only your form of Christianity? Do you really support religious freedom? Now, if you say you do not support religious freedom, if you say, I, I, I don't support religious freedom, I, I think it's wrong. In fact, I think religious freedom will lead people to hell. I'm opposed to it. Well, if you are opposed to it, then let me ask you a question. How would, how would things work? How would it work if you're opposed to religious freedom? How would it work in your, in your perspective? All right, we take away religious freedom. Okay, how does it work now? All religions are banned or only some religions get freedom, but who gets to decide which religion gets that freedom? If you say, well, Christians should have religious freedom. Okay. When you say Christians should have religious freedom, you do realize that's not really saying much. Let me give you an example. Okay. Let's say, all right, Christians should have religious freedom. All right. Catholics And if Catholics are the one who determines religious freedom, would it be then right for them to ban, well, Protestants and to condemn Protestantism as a heresy and to not allow for Protestant churches to be built? No, 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 no. No, I don't want Catholics to be in charge. Okay. How about Greek Orthodox? No, 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 no. No, I I don't, I don't want Greek Orthodox to be. Well, who do you want to be in charge? If you, if you are opposed to religious freedom, who gets to make the decision? For example, okay, wait, I, I'm I'm a Baptist, okay, so so Baptists are in charge, okay. Well, let's see what we would do, all right. Well, obviously, immediately, we're going after any any churches that uh, practice infant baptism. I mean, we're not going to allow that. So, do we just get rid of all churches that practice infant baptism? Do we then ban Catholics? Do we? Who gets? If you're opposed to religious freedom, who gets to make the decision? See, if you say you support religious freedom, you got to support all religions. All different theologies. I mean, look, for me personally, if I was in charge, if like, okay, I'm opposed to religious freedom and I want my my quote unquote form of Christianity to be in charge, I'll tell you the first thing I'm going after. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I am absolutely banning and outlawing all charismatic churches. I'm closing them down, and I'm ending charismatic theology. I am. I'm banning it. I I want those people imprisoned. I want their churches seized. I want it over because I, I despise charismatic theology. I think it's evil. I think it's a damnable heresy, and I think it hurts people. Now, immediately, charismatics would be like, no, 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 how dare you do that? Well, then, well, uh, uh, see, how does, you see what happens? If you're opposed to religious freedom, you've got to explain how it works. What does it look like? It's easy to just say, well, Christianity. Yeah, but you do realize in the history of Christianity, Christians have killed each other. Outlawed, banned, persecuted other "quote unquote" professing Christians, Catholics going after Protestants, Protestants going after Catholics. You you do realize that's happened throughout church history. So exactly, if you don't want religious freedom, how does it work? I think that that's a very important question. Um. And who do, and I, and and I'll just kind of add another question. So, do you support religious freedom? If you don't, how would it work? And then I'll, I'll, and I've already kind of mentioned this one. Who decides which religion is allowed and which one isn't allowed? Who gets to make that decision? Your church? My church? Your denomination? I'm, I'm a independent, we're a part of an independent church. So, I mean, like, who gets to decide? Nobody has any good question. No, nobody really has any good answers what I, from what I have seen. Now, why am I bringing up religious freedom and trying to make the decisions? Why am I mentioning an after-school Satan club uh, at an Illinois elementary school sparking outrage? That was published uh January the 13th at 8:18 8, p.m. And trust me, this news article about the after-school Satan club is already appearing in the comments of discussions about the articles I've already mentioned, which are in regard, which ultimately are about religious freedom. Some people have said, no, I, I reject religious freedom because if we have religious freedom, we get things like, and then they put a link to this article, an after school Satan club. So for them, they don't want religious freedom. But I, I, I wanted to try to contact the individual who posted that and say, well, well, then what if you don't want the after school Satan club, then what religion do you want promoted? Because I guarantee you, most likely, there's probably a high probability they're a part of a charismatic church that I would want banned, <laughs> okay? So, like, I, I mean, I, I would want T.D. Jakes immediately removed because of his, basically, re- rejection of the Trinity. I would want all oneist Pentecostal churches closed because they're modalists and Sibelianists. I, they, they reject the doctrine of the Trinity. I mean, it would be insane. I don't even know what that would look like. It would go back to the early church where whoever's in charge and everyone else gets banned and exiled and persecuted. It, it would be, It would. Uh, who wants to go back? I don't even know how Christians think anymore, but here's the reason we're talking about all of this. Here we go. Today, Friday, January the 14th, 2022. Let me stress that again. 2022, this, head, this headline appeared at christianpost.com. You can still find it there. Christian conservatives respond to John MacArthur comparing religious freedom to idolatry. Whoa, wait a minute. What did John MacArthur say? John MacArthur compared religious freedom to idolatry? Is he opposing religious freedom? Is he condemning religious freedom? What is going on? Now, before we say anything else, let me just make it very clear. I'm going to read these articles. There's two of them. But let me just go ahead and get this out of the way. There are many who believe his comments have been taken out of context, that they've been misrepresented, that videos that are going around have been edited. All right. What I would challenge you to do before you listen to anyone, even before you listen to me, you can hit – well, if if you're listening live – you can either stop listening live now and go do what I'm about to tell you and then come back and pick this up when it's available on demand. If you're listening to this after it's a live broadcast, you can hit pause right now, go do what I'm going to tell you to do and then come back. It's up to you. I'm just going to make it, try to give you everything and as much provide as much context as I can. If you'll go to Grace To You, John MacArthur's Ministries website, right? Grace To You, and you go to the sermon section, You're gonna see sermons and they give you like by title, by book, or by date. If you'll just go to January 2021 and start listening to like the first, maybe five, six, seven sermons of 2021, that will really provide you the fuller context because it appears he said a number of things at the beginning of 2021 that sparked all kinds of controversy at that time in regards to comments he made about religious freedom. There was like, I guess... Somewhat of attention given to it, but people either forgot about it, ignored it, moved on. And then all of a sudden, now here we are, January 2022, boom, those old comments are making news again. And now people are talking about them again. For me, I don't care what John MacArthur said or didn't say. I want to use the situation to get you to think about religious freedom and a logical way that makes some kind of sense where you're not inconsistent and hypocritical. That's what I want to do, but we'll go through this and I'll come back with some, some thoughts on this. So here we go. Headline, Christian conservatives respond to John MacArthur comparing religious freedom to idolatry. Right now there's 39 comments and people are still posting comments as I am speaking right now. Um, uh, under this article, and we're going to read some of the comments because they're getting pretty crazy. Now, the first thing you'll notice, you'll the, underneath that headline, you'll see a picture of John MacArthur wearing a blue suit. He's got his hand up, right? And it says, John MacArthur, the pastor of California's Grace Community Church, delivers a sermon to his congregation, January 2021, screenshot, YouTube, Grace to You. Now, immediately, that's when I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're, 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 are they just using an old picture? Or is this picture the sermon in which the, the comments that they're talking about came from? If so, this is nothing new. It's, it's a, over a year old. Right, so again, it's not breaking news. Here we go. Prominent pastor and theologian, John MacArthur, has come under fire after a video resurfaced of him taking issue with the idea of religious freedom with some Christian speakers debating whether his comments were taken out of context. A video of one of MacArthur's sermons from earlier last year at California's Grace Community Church resurfaced over the weekend after Matthew Sheffield, who describes himself as a former right-wing activist now working to elevate new topics and voices against fascism, shared it on Twitter. So this all has resurfaced because of... Twitter. And I, you, you probably have seen this. It drives me crazy. But many news articles today are nothing more than basically they the, the journalist sits on Twitter. Oh, look at that. Takes a couple of tweets, writes some, some, you know, text around the tweets. And then they're like, here's your news article. And it really all it is is, hey, here's what's going on on Twitter. Now, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But in many cases, it's just like, hey, we're just going to embed some tweets into a news article and call it a news article. It, it, it's not really news. It's just they're reporting on what's going on on Twitter. All right, but here, here is the first tweet, all right? All right, I'm sorry. Um, underneath that, and, 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 I re- and I'm going to read what they have here. So I'll back this up. A video of one of MacArthur's sermons from earlier last year at California's Grace Community Church resurfaced over the weekend after Matthew Sheffield, who describes himself as a former right-wing activist, now working to elevate new topics and voices against fascism, shared it on Twitter. Then they have this "End quotes, extremist Christians love to claim they're all about religious freedom, but the truth is that they hate the idea. Sheffield, the editor of the Flux and the host of the Theory of Change podcast, wrote. Now, let's stop right here. That's a, that's a big accusation, but I'm going to argue there's a, at least a, a little bit of truth to it. I know a lot of Christians are like, religious freedom, religious freedom. That's why I started by asking, do you really believe in religious freedom? Because this is what I see Christians doing, religious freedom. And what they mean is, our religious freedom You don't do anything to impose anything on us. We want religious freedom and anything that appears to even impose anything upon our religion is immediately decried as persecution, violation of the constitution. We want our religious freedom. But what I have seen time and time again is they don't want that same freedom extended to others. Now you've got to listen to me carefully here. The freedoms you demand must be the same freedoms you extend to others. The freedoms you deny others are freedoms you deny yourself. So if you want religious freedom, then you've got to stand for the, you've got to support the religious freedom of Hindus, Muslims, Satanists, Mormons, Jehovah's Witness, Wiccans, you name it. You say, well, no, 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 no. wait. If you want freedom, you've got to give them the same freedom. If you deny their freedom, you're ultimately denying yours. So I know a lot of Christians who love to talk about religious freedom, but only on the context of their religion, of their form of Christianity. Now, here is the tweet that they've embedded. Now, I'm going to have to try to play this. Now, I don't have... This is a situation where I don't have the actual, like I can just download the audio and then place it in my software. I'm gonna to have to hold up my iPad to the microphone, but I'm going to try to explain what's going on here, all right? So uh, some individual, I don't know who the individual is. Uh, they, they give a name here, but I don't know, I don't know who it is, but, uh, but the bottom line is, let, let's do this. Before we even get to the names, let's just do this. I guess it was 2007, Uh, a Hindu priest was being allowed to pray in the Senate chamber. So you have the Senate getting ready to meet. This is 2007. He's getting ready to pray. And someone who appears obviously to be a Christian, before the person can even pray, begins to start yelling out and basically interrupting the individual, I guess, as some kind of a protest, right? No, hey, no, 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 no. We want the freedom of prayer here, but we don't want this Hindu, uh, as a Hindu priest is, is described in this text, to pray. here. So I'm gonna play this where you can hear a little bit of what's going on. I'm gonna have to keep my, the, my I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna be right here next to the microphone and I gonna have to try to jump in and explain what is going on. So just picture this, it's the, it's the Senate chamber, all right? and they're getting ready to, I guess, open a session of the Senate, and they're going to start with prayer, because, you know, Christians want want that. We've got to start, you know, every session of government with prayer. Okay, well, if you want that, then again, here, here comes the thing. Is it just Christian prayer? Who gets to pray? Who gets to decide? Well, in this particular day, I don't know what day this was, um, when this prayer took place, um, It was 2007, I don't know the day and the month, but obviously there's a Hindu priest here. He has a book uh, uh, maybe of Hindu prayers and he's getting ready to walk up or he's kind of standing up there uh, you know, in the Senate chamber and he's getting ready to pray. And all of a sudden you're gonna hear someone from away from the microphone yelling something out. And he's gonna start with, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, forgive us for the wickedness that's about to, and he just starts interrupting, right? Just starts interrupting. Now, if someone was to do that to a Christian getting ready to pray, then Christians would be like, how dare they? These liberals hate God. And we'd be all upset. Well, wait a minute. It's got to go both ways if you believe in freedom. But here, so I'm going to play this. Here we go. Maybe. If it will play. Maybe I have to open it up in Twitter. Okay, give me a second. Let's do a, let refresh the page. Got to close all the videos that pop up here. Okay. Now, now we should play. Here we go.
1: Today's opening prayer will be offered by our guest chaplain, Mr. Rajan Zed of the Indian Association of Northern Nevada. The sergeant at arms will restore order in the Senate. We shall have no other you the, the, set, the sergeant at arms will restore order in the chamber.
0: There you have it. So this man's getting ready to pray. Look, Lord Jesus, you, you know, forgive us. We will We no other God before us. Okay, well, clearly he doesn't want any other prayer to be uttered in the... Senate chamber other than a Christian prayer. Now, many Christians will support that kind of thing. I, I can almost guarantee I did a podcast about it back in 2007, talking about it. And trust me, everyone got mad at me because I defended the Hindu priest. That's not acceptable. That's not the way it's supposed to work. If you want the freedom of religion, give him the freedom to practice his religion. If you want prayer in the Senate chamber, you've got to allow all religions to have the ability to offer a prayer. And, and, and I'm going to hear Christians like, well, why should we? Okay, well, then let's go with your 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 theory. Then what kind of Christian are you? You're charismatic. I don't want you anywhere near the Senate chamber praying anything because I don't want to hear anything of your charismatic theology seeping into your prayer. I don't want a Catholic praying. I don't want a Greek Orthodox. Okay, I don't want a oneness Pentecostal. All right, so guess what? So who gets to make the decision who's Orthodox enough biblically to pray? So, so that, that's the tweet that starts all of this. That tweet uh, was, pu- uh, was put on January or was published on January the 9th, 2022. I know what you're saying. What does it have to do with MacArthur? Stay with me, all right? So he posts that. Then right underneath that, if I can get the screen to move, he, he then posts this. Extremist Christians love to claim they're all about religious freedom, but the truth is they hate the idea. Sometimes when they're in a safe space, they admit this. Here's evangelical megachurch pastor John MacArthur telling you what they really now this was published on January the 9th, twenty twenty two. So what he's trying to demonstrate here is that Christians say they love religious freedom, but in practice they actually don't. So he gives us a, a clip from two thousand seven, where whoever this individual is yelling and screaming at the Hindu priests, and they have to restore, honor, you know, the, they have to restore order to the Senate. He gets drug out. This all aired on C-SPAN 2, and that's where the video comes from. Hopefully you could hear everything. Then underneath that, he now has this video of John MacArthur. This comes from the sermon from January of 2021. It's not a January 2022 sermon. It's a January 2021, all right? And here is what MacArthur said. Now, this is the clip that everyone says is taken out of context, but just listen, here we go.
1: Um, I read the other day that one of the evangelical publicists, whatever that is, said he's happy to let us know that the new administration will uphold religious freedom. Really? The new administration will uphold religious freedom? Um, I don't even support religious freedom. Religious freedom is what sends people to hell. To say I support religious freedom is to say I support idolatry. It's to say I support lies. I support hell. I support the kingdom of darkness. You can't say that. No Christian with half a brain would say, we support religious freedom. We support the truth. Now, if the new administration supports religious freedom.
0: Okay. All right. Hang on. Now, the video continues. I thought it stopped there. For some reason, it stopped. Now, he says, if the new administration supports religious freedom. And okay. Now, I'm going to continue uh, playing here. That's what he just said. I'm sorry. I removed, the, uh, I removed everything from the microphone because I thought it was done. All right. Here we go. Ready.
1: Persecution will be ramped up because the more supportive they are of the devil's lies, the less they're gonna tolerate the truth of Scripture. We're not gonna lobby for freedom of religion. What kind of nonsense is that? We are in the world to expose all those lies as lies.
0: Now, I'm just going to be honest with you. When I hear that, chills go through my body. I mean, I, I like, I get, I mean, that's scary. That's frightening. Now, I will acknowledge and make it very clear that that's only a minute, a minute, a minute and 40 second clip. And it appears there's jump edits in it. That means if you're watching a video and all of a sudden it kind of jumps, that means it's been cut. And then another part of the video has been put with it. So that means that there's, there's at least questions about it, was anything taken out of context now. I don't know. We will try to talk about context, but let me just say this. Whatever MacArthur is saying, I want to move this past John MacArthur. I just want I don't even want this to be about MacArthur. I just want this based off what was said right there. Forget that it was MacArthur. I'm not even saying whether it was true or not true. But if we just take those statements as just someone wrote them on a on a piece of paper, they handed they, they handed it to the front of the class and said, what does, and, and and basically the paper is like, what do you think about these comments? Let's forget about whether the comments are accurate or not accurate. Let's use this kind of like a parable, right? So if someone held the view the way that sounded, we don't support religious freedom. Religious freedom, nobody with half a brain would support religious freedom. Re, 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 religious freedom sends people to hell. We don't want to support religious freedom. No, absolutely not. Now, just think about what what's being said here. Okay, now, how does that work then? Okay, great. No religious freedom. All religions are banned. All religions, all churches are shut down. People are persecuted. Do you want that? Is that what you want? So, I mean, I, I like. I don't know what you would like. Nobody with a right mind would support religious freedom. Well, what would you support? A government ban of all religion? That's really how you want. That'd be, would that, would that, would that be great? Some Christians will be like, amen, that's it. Ban the church, put me in prison. Okay, well, great. I mean, I mean if you want that, I, I like the idea of no. I want everyone to have freedom. I want you to have the freedom to preach what you want, and I want the freedom to preach against it. I, that's what I want. But I'm just like that and people are People are, what are you applauding? <laughs> what what does, does Grace Grace to you and John MacArthur? I mean again using their comments as if they were accurate w- would you be supporting like people coming in and shutting you down? Well clearly they don't. And here's what's crazy. When the government issued mandates, COVID mandates, MacArthur's church argued against the state, and their argument was religious freedom. <laughs> okay, so what in the world? But let's let, let's let's go through this article and, 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 and go through here. All right, so and they and they're quoting the, the uh they're quoting the tweet that I just read, so I'm gonna read it again because they do. Sometimes when they're in a safe space, they admit. This, he added, Sheffield cited the video taken from January 21, 2021 sermon as an example of what many Christians really think about the topic of religious freedom. In the video, MacArthur asserts that I don't even support religious freedom. He went, he went on to allege that religious freedom is what sends people to hell. Now, let me just stop right here. Is it religious freedom that sends people to hell? I want you to just think about that comment. That He literally said those words, religious freedom sends people to hell. Is it religious freedom that sends people to hell? Because let's let's take away religious freedom. Let's take away religious freedom, all right? So, we're going to get rid of all false religions. We will kill them. We will burn down their churches. We will burn their books. We will persecute them. We will shut down all false religion. Does does that immediately mean people go to heaven? Is it is it religious freedom that sends people to hell? Or is it man's depraved nature? Because you can have, oh, here, here's how things could work. Let me, let me see if this, just picture this. Let's say we could go back to a, a period of time where God is literally dwelling in our midst. God is literally guiding us by a pillar of fire and by a cloud. God is, his, his presence is right there in the middle of us and he gives us his actual words and commandments and he says, obey these commandments. And he's right there. You have the right worship, you have the right priest, you have the right law, you have you have God himself in your midst. Okay, that's great. That That eliminates the freedom of religion and anyone who violates anything is killed by the law. All right, great, sounds great. I wonder how that's going to work. I wonder, I wonder how that's going to work. Oh, wait. Oh, I can go back to the Old Testament and read when that happened. And oh, what did the people do? Oh, they rebelled against God. Wait a minute. There was no freedom of religion, yet they rebelled against God. They rebelled. They're like, we want to go back to Egypt. They ended up building an idol. <laughs> running around it. They they can't, constantly Israel would turn back to false gods. Because guess what? You can ban all false religion, you can punish people, you can kill people, but you can't convert anyone. Because conversion is the work of the spirit through the preaching of God's word. They don't go to hell because there's a false religion. They go to hell because there is a false religion inside of them. Okay you you can ban all the external false religions you can take away all the freedom to worship but the the you can't take away what's inside of them which is the worship of self and them doing what they want So even if you were to remove all of the other religions you don't immediately get people saved You can't force people at the edge of a sword to be saved or at a gun or prison or punishment or death or it's just ridiculous to say religious freedom is what sends people to hell that's just absolutely theologically incorrect it is man's depravity it's man's sin he goes on to say to say i support religious freedom is to say i support idolatry it's to say I support lies, I uh, I support hell, I support the kingdom of darkness. You can't say that. No Christian with half a brain would say we support religious freedom. MacArthur suggested Christians should proclaim that we support the truth as the crowds erupt, as the crowd erupts into applause. He warned his congregation that if the new administration supports religious freedom, get ready, persecution will be ramped up because the more supportive they are of the devil's lies, the less they're going to tolerate the truth of scripture. Okay, then why did Christians support Trump? Because what in his big thing was religious freedom? Hey, if the government's going to support religious freedom, get ready for persecution. Well, then why did, why did MacArthur support Trump? He vowed, we're not going to lobby for freedom of religion. What kind of nonsense is that? The clip concluded with MacArthur maintaining that we are in the world to expose all these lies as lies. Now, prominent Christian commentators quickly condemn MacArthur's remarks, including former National Review writer and current editor of the Dispatch, David French. Lamenting MacArthur's analysis as disturbing, French took to to Twitter to slam the astonishing arrogance in his statements and an astonishing lack of respect for dissent from the version of the, from his version of the truth. French pushed back on the idea that MacArthur's words were taken out of context. My recent tweets critiquing MacArthur referenced his words in context. And in context, he really did say, I could never really concern myself with religious freedom. I wouldn't fight for religious freedom because I won't fight for idolatry. Now, other people are saying they're taken out of context. You look, you can go, go listen to the sermons for yourself. The question is, what are? this is what it turns into. If you love MacArthur, you're like, no, 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 no. He didn't really say that. He didn't really say that. Okay, let's say he didn't really say that. Now, let's just forget MacArthur. Come on, tell me what you really think about religious freedom. Come on, come on, come on, let me, come on, come on. Because sooner or later, I've seen Christians time and time again expose themselves as really not supporting religious freedom. We want prayer in school. Okay, great. Uh next week, um if what, what 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 class is your son in? Oh, he's a ninth grader. Okay, and the ninth grade class, we're gonna have someone from the satanic temple open up the morning with a prayer to Satan. You go okay with that? No, 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 no. How dare you? Oh, wait a minute. I thought you liked religious freedom. Okay, quickly, how quickly your views change? <laughs> right? How how quickly they change. So forget MacArthur. What do you really think about religious freedom? Brooke uh, Medina, vice president of the conservative think tank John Locke Foundation, reacted to MacArthur's comments by tweeting that Christian Christian martyrs over the past two millennia would beg to differ. John, yeah, I, well, forget just Christian martyrs over the past two millennia. Just think of all the Christians that Christians killed, <laughs> fighting over Christianity about which Christianity was acceptable. Okay, for, I mean, for crying out, and not just I, I, it, 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 that's the way it works, though. Here's the thing. If you don't want religious freedom, someone's going to die. It's just the way it's going to work. Uh, She alleged uh, that by stating opposition to the idea of religious freedom, the pastor does not believe your fellow image bearer is worthy of agency. It means you think so little of the kindness of God, which leads us to repentance, that you would prefer the force of the state. It also means you prefer outward conformity over inward change. History is littered with bloody, heinous examples of powerful people who use their opposition of religious freedom to imprison and kill their detractors. Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary President Adam Greenway sh- shared the Southern Baptist Convention's teaching on religious liberty, emphasizing that few commitments are more intrinsic to our Baptist identity than this one. And I, I will say as a Baptist, that's one thing I'm like, absolutely just, n- I would never want church and state to ever merge in any way, shape, or form. I want the state to leave me alone. I don't want, I, I just want it to be separate. I want, as a Christian, my, what I want to do is preach the gospel, call people to repentance and faith that, because I think all problems in the world are basically spiritual in nature. And the only solution is the gospel, not the state, but the gospel, not political, but the gospel. All right. So we, we can, we could talk all day about this. We're not getting near as far as I wanted to, but that's okay. Um, The teaching cites more than a dozen Bible passages when asserting that the state owes to every church protection and full freedom in the pursuit of its spiritual ends. And providing for such freedoms, no ecclesiastical group or denomination should be favored by the state more than any other, Greenway wrote. After viewing MacArthur's entire sermon, conservative radio host Eric Erickson offered his interpretation of MacArthur's analysis. He was not talking about the ability of different faiths to worship and worship in a multi-ethnic country of different faiths. He was talking, if I can find this because the page just refreshed. Give me one second. Uh, He was, uh, he was talking about Christians believing Christianity is true and all other religions are false and false. And don't really give you freedom. So his analysis is that MacArthur wasn't talking about Christians, uh, or that he, he wasn't talking about the ability of different faiths to worship in a multi-ethnic country. He was talking about Christians believing Christianity is true and all other religions are fra- false and don't really, and don't really give you freedom. So I guess what he's saying is that Christ, because Christianity is true, it doesn't really give you freedom. Right, well, okay, that means Christianity doesn't give you freedom. That doesn't mean I'm against religious freedom. I'm like, I, I, I don't even understand the analysis exactly, but okay. Um, he goes on. More specifically, now, he was talking about the habit of secular governments to, the, uh, to up the persecution in the country every time those governments claim they support religious freedom. So every time they support religious freedom, they up the persecution, right? So did Trump do that? Uh, they said, uh, former President Barack Obama was big into religious freedom while he was suing nuns. Gavin Newsom loves him some religious freedom and shut down churches. MacArthur lamented the coronavirus worship restrictions Erickson was referring to early in his sermon, when which primarily reflected on how the coronavirus pandemic and the events of the preceding year provided him with 2020 clarity. MacArthur's church relied on religious freedom and First Amendment arguments when it sued California in 2020 over its state's restrictions on its in-person indoor worship. Last September, Grace Community Church settled with California in the city of Los Angeles with both governments agreeing to pay the church, eight, uh, church $800,000 in legal fees. Erickson summarized MacArthur's point on religious freedom as this, I quote, when the world starts talking about religious freedom, it tends to mean we're coming for you Christians. Well, I will say that when Christians talk about religious freedom, it typically means we want freedom and we don't care about anybody else. <laughs> okay. all right. I, I, but all right, uh, the radio host defended that claim is just true, adding that this is what MacArthur was talking about. The religious freedom platitude masks the persecutor of Christ church. Uh, responding to French, Ali Beth Stuckey, a conservative commentator and podcast host with The Blaze, stated that she disagreed with MacArthur's comments, but not for the same reasons as French. Anyone who knows anything about MacArthur knows he's not arguing for implementing theocracy, she tweeted. He's actually saying that Christians shouldn't completely concern themselves with fighting for religious liberty, because even if Christians' worship becomes illegal, the church would continue to do what she's always done, obey God. I do disagree that supporting religious liberty is supporting idolatry. The January 2021 sermon where MacArthur made the comments in question lasted for more than an hour, far longer than the nearly two-minute long video shared by Sheffield. MacArthur elaborated on his concerns with superficial Christianity, superficially decrying the efforts of other Christian leaders to affiliate themselves with social justice movements. And the time between MacArthur's warning that persecution will be ramped up and his insistence that we're not go- going to lobby for religious freedom, MacArthur told his congregation that we condemn every lie and we call every person to this. There is one true God. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. After stating the first commandment's mandate that you'll, that you'll have no other gods before me, MacArthur proclaimed that people can find their salvation in one name and one name only, that is Jesus Christ. These remarks were not included in the clip shared by Sheffield. In his newsletter, former Southern Baptist Convention ethicist Russell Moore, who headed the convention's Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission until last year, argued that even if MacArthur's message was taken out of context, his line of argument is usually off, his line of argument is usually offered when religious freedom refers to someone else's religion. Religious freedom is a restriction on the state's power to establish itself as a mediator between God and humanity, Moore contended. It's no more uh, an affirmation of idolatry than say claiming parents' freedom to raise their own children is an affirmation of bad parenting. Stating that the government should not take children away and raise them doesn't mean that everyone's parenting is good. It just means that except in dire and unique situations, parents, not the state, should raise their own children. Religious freedom does not mean that every religion is true, more added. It contends that God judges the hearts and that people must truly believe with their hearts that Jesus is Lord rather than merely say Lord uh, because the law requires them to do so. And a statement shared with the Daily Wire, Phil Johnson, an executive with MacArthur's Grace to You, confirmed that MacArthur is not advocating a theonomic notion that Christians today should commandeer governments in order to force Christianity to the world. He insisted, MacArthur argues that Christians should not be looking to the government for protection, but rather to God. Well, okay, if that's what he's saying, it's easy to, it's easy to say that, right? John MacArthur stands behind the pulpit, listen, Christians, don't look to the government. Don't look to the government for protection. Look to God. Okay, I mean, you, that's easy to say. <laughs> so did he just misspeak? I don't know. Everyone's arguing about it. The question is, what do you think about religious freedom? Now, there's a part of me that wanted to go back to 2021 and take like four or five of those sermons at the beginning of 2021, and let's review all of them. But that would literally take, I'm not joking, because those sermons are over an hour long, that would probably take us about probably three months to work through four or five of those sermons. Now, if you go listen to any of them and you find some pr- troubling statements by all means email me say I was listening to this sermon by MacArthur on this date and he, starting at the 15 minute mark to the 25 minute mark he said some things that I think are tr- very troubling. Can you take a look? I'll probably then just review that entire sermon. Okay? So if you want if you want to do that, we can. I just I, I got to pick and choose what I cover here because there's just so much to do in any given day. I wanted to address this mainly because everyone's talking about religious freedom right now. And I just want to show you the reason I want to talk about this is just look at the comments underneath this article and you'll see why we have to talk about it. Because whatever MacArthur thinks, there are plenty of Christians out there who are, den- who are condemning the idea of religious freedom. And so I'm just going to read some of the comments so you get an idea. All right. Uh, here's, and, and, these, and there's new, well, there's new comments popping up. I, and I don't know if I can work through all of them, but I'm just going to wa- work through all of this. All right, here we go. 21 minutes ago, I'm just going to go through some of these comments. Some of these comments, you're like, what in the world is going on? All right, here we go. John MacArthur compares religious freedom to idolatry. In reality, idolatry is freedom because it proclaims that each can justify and claim the right to worship any God for their self-interest desires for their will. It was an act of idolatry when John MacArthur pleaded his legal case in the name of freedom of religion for his religion. Why didn't John MacArthur, through his Christian lawyer, tell the judge that, that his assembly wanted to worship the one and only God who said, to do, who said to do good to your neighbor? All right, now, I think what he's trying to say here is, wait a minute, Um. He says, idolatry is freedom because it proclaims that each can justify and claim the right to worship any God for its self interest and desires for their will. All right. I, I guess you could say that. I don't free. I don't say freedom is idolatry. You could say freedom gives you the ability to become an idolater. But you know what? Even if you take away freedom, it doesn't change the fact that you can become an idolater in your heart. I mean, idolatry was condemned in the Old Testament and they still became idolaters. So I, I don't know if you can say idolatry is freedom. I don't even know if that just holds up. But then he goes on to say, it was an act of idolatry when John MacArthur pleaded his legal case in the name of freedom of religions for his religion. I don't know if it was an act of idolatry. You could argue maybe that it's a little bit of, is it hypocritical? Hey, wait, wait. Don't, don't look to the government. Hey, don't look to the government to protect you. But we're going to look to the legal system to fight the government. Well, then look to God. Hey, God, the government's trying to shut us down. Take care of the government. No, he didn't turn to God. He turned to his lawyers to file a lawsuit. <laughs> so, so like, he's still using the whole system, right? The ju- ju- judicial system. Uh, you, you can make whatever discussion there. He says, why didn't John MacArthur, through his Christian lawyers, tell the judge that he that his assembly wanted to worship the one and only God, who said to do good, who said to do good to your neighbor. Now he's got that as a question mark. Or okay, okay. So in other words, I think he's trying to point out Mac- MacArthur's hypocrisy. Hey, go tell the judge we want to worship the true God. You know, the God who said to do good to your neighbor. That's the God we want to worship in the middle of a pandemic. I-, I think they're trying to make a little bit of a kind of a joke about that, but there's one comment. All right. Just a lot of opinions there. All right. Next. Unfortunately for too many people, religious freedom means the freedom to treat others in ways you yourself would not wish to be treated. Someone replied to that and said, and religious freedom gives freedom to all religions and all faiths, not biblical Chuck, not biblical at all. Amen. Okay, so I guess this person is saying, when he says not biblical Chuck, he's responding to someone named Chuck. So religious freedom gives freedom to all religions and faith. It's not biblical, not biblical at all. So in other words, they're saying it's not biblical to give freedom to all religions. Now, I would, I would be interested, the person who wrote this, his name is John. I would like to know, John, so what religions do get the freedom? You're gonna say, biblical Christianity. Your version of biblical Christianity or my version of biblical Christianity. Right, so, so immediately though, so we're, two, we're, we're three comments in and already someone is arguing that religious freedom is not, is not biblical and not, not right. That religious freedom shouldn't be allowed. Next, uh, food for thought. And I'm not totally confident in my comment. As Westerners, we are experiencing what our American brothers and sisters refers to as an unalienable right, meaning that we have enjoyed the freedom of religion. We, we must remember that these rights were given to us by man, and anything created by man can be turned into an idol. Matthew sixteen, twenty-four through twenty-five, Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me, for what's for whosoever would save his life will lose it, but whosoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Job one twenty-one, the Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Serving God because we are free to do so is totally different than serving God when it cost us greatly and could certainly be God's plan that we lose these rights. I believe that MacArthur made these statements knowing that if all religious freedom was removed, Christians would be most apt to give their lives whereas many others would not and that the church of Christ would flourish. I I mean, some of these comments, you're like, how do you they just jump to a lot of conclusions here all right um someone wrote christianity thrives under persecution two reasons i believe that is first it provides opportunity for us to bear witness to the hope that lies within us second it weeds out a lot of definitely not all the false converts as in general only those truly converted are willing to suffer for their faith all right i don't i don't know really what that has to do but okay uh And then someone said exactly what my mother said in 1963. Okay. Then it goes on. MacArthur's context in preaching and teaching is always to uphold what the creator says. Freedom of religion is a provision of law in America. It applies to all religions. Therefore, there will inevitably be conflict as differing religions and spiritual beliefs, ideologies, and philosophies cannot be harmonized. The best we can do is tolerate other views, but even so, someone's belief will form the basis of our laws and governments. So again, irresolvable conflict is inevitable. When it comes down to biblical truth, the only true and living God allows us the freedom to choose our religion, but he also holds us accountable for our choices. And whatever a person believes is their religion, even even if they claim no religion, or to be agnostic or atheist. What Dr. MacArthur recognizes and preaches and teaches and speaks about is the distinct biblically Christian perspective and mandate from scripture. When it comes to what is ultimately true in the universe, he declares the word of God, which says that Jesus, the Messiah, is the only way to reconcile humanity to God. Therefore, while the true saints of the living God live in a nation that provides for freedom of religion, their loyalty is to the truth. We are free to make our choice, but only one choice is acceptable to the right, holy, righteous creator. Jesus is the only way, truth, and life. MacArthur is right, is rightly seen as the greatest expositor of this generation. Okay, I don't, again, some of these comments, I'm like, what does this even have to do you see, I, I, what, what happens is what I tell immediately people are like, I'm for MacArthur. See, MacArthur is the greatest expositor who ever lived in this generation. Okay, what about religious freedom? So, so, I mean, I guess they say some things there. I don't know. Let's continue. Some of these comments are just maddening, but that's okay. Uh, agree, a Christian's first loyalty is to the truth, regardless of whatever freedoms are permitted by political or cultural circumstances. I haven't yet listened to, J, to John MacArthur's sermon, but I'm guessing that was the main point. For a great many years, American Christians have been unable to exercise that principle of loyalty without for a great many years, American Christians have been able to exercise that principle of loyalty without much political interference, at least compared to Christians in other countries or time periods. That climate is now rapidly deteriorating, but this does not nullify our responsibility to speak and live according to the revealed, unchanging truth of God, regardless of the consequences. OK? I mean, he's saying what he thinks MacArthur's point is without listening to the sermon, but okay. All right, Um, goes on. Someone says, you said God allows us the freedom to choose our religion, but he also holds us accountable for our choice. This is a contradiction because if 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 the one God says you are free to choose any God, why then when he holds you accountable since he said you're free to do so? If he holds you accountable, Judges you and then you do not have any freedom because there was only one choice that he approved of. Lord Jesus said that he did not come to do his own will. He was not free to do his own will, but he came to do in obedience and love the will of the Father. All right. Now that's kind of an interesting. If you say God, God uh, says you're free to choose whatever religion you want, but if you choose the wrong one, I'm going to put you in hell. Well, then are you really free? Okay. That, that. Okay, we, that's an interesting philosophical discussion that happens here. I don't really know what it has to do with the, 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 the news story. Someone replied, There's only one faith that God approves of, and you can read it in Ephesians 4. To, mar- to make freedom for religion run riot, Let's see, to make freedom for religions run riot will be like inviting murder. How can freedom of religious complement Christianity when it violates Christian theology? Our faith is born from one religion, and that is the pure religion of Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, the one and only son of God, the word who became flesh. His name is Jesus. Amen. So now this is that person. Be- no, there, you can't have religious freedom. It's only Jesus. So all other religions should be shut down. But again, I would love this individual to, to really give me, give me his confession of faith and see where he fits in. Um. True, there is only one God. This person says, true, there is only one God through his son. And then they have L-E-S-U-S. Did the one God say to Adam and Eve that they can choose to obey his will or they can choose to disobey his will and do their own will in taking of the forbidden tree? There was no freedom in the garden. The forbidden tree was disobedience and the devil called it freedom uh, called it freedom to do one's own will so that this person keeps trying to argue there is no freedom so all right um th- they quote from the article and i'm trying to hurry here just so that you get an idea of there's so that that this subject sparks so many different opinions some of the opinions are absolutely bizarre but just to show you why we have to talk about this uh, Brooke Medina, this is quoting from the news article, vice president of the conservative think tank uh, John Locke Foundation, reacted to MacArthur's comments by tweeting that Christian martyrs over the past two millennia would beg to differ, John. I'm of the opinion that those martyrs, now this is the person now responding, I'm of the opinion that those martyrs died for the truth and without a thought for religious freedom. Well, wait a minute, you're saying every person who died a martyr died for, so first of all, who who was the martyrs? There's a lot of people who died for their faith, Catholics who died. So, so then you would only have to say, so so the, 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 the true Christians who died, they died without any thought of religious freedom. Okay, All right, pro- probably true. They go on to say, without endorsing or rejecting MacArthur's point, I think the obsession with this religious freedom activism is a distraction from the mission of the church. To say that few commitments are more, Intrinsic to our Baptist identity than this one is evidence of the move away from true Christian identity. The Baptist identity seems to be more important. That should concern everyone. Just to think about it, what did, what do Jesus, the apostles, and the scriptures teach about what is truly important to our Christian identity? Okay, well, I see what they're saying, but again, this is basically saying, don't worry about. We don't need religious freedom. Again, the minute you say you don't need religious freedom. Uh, And the comments here at times, I don't even really know what they're talking about. This is probably why you shouldn't read comments under news articles, but that's okay. Uh, The saddest thing to me is while Christians stand around and constantly critique other Christians' positions on any number of issues, many of which are minor, the secular world stands on the sidelines, observes the disunity and says, why would I wanna be a part of such a group that is constantly criticizing each other? Where is the love in that? I think I will stay comfortable where I am. Uh, th- that they may all be one, even as your Father are in me, and I in you, that they may be uh, in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. John seventeen twenty one. Is there any wonder then that the world doesn't believe? Well, okay, I'm, I, this is a person by the name of Robert. Hey, Robert, there hasn't been unity in Christianity. Since biblical times, okay? There there has never been unity. There may have been unity for five seconds, but it, it didn't last long. Just look at look at the New Testament. All of the letters are written to churches that are having major issues and divisions and disunity and false teaching and problems. This person goes on to say, Hi Robert, you do have a valid point in what you're saying regarding disunity and what the world thinks. However, there is a biblical aspect to all this. Whereby disunity is e- inevitable and must be because there are so many deceivers in the pulpit, and would be wrong not to expose them, Jesus said in matthew twenty four and then he and then he has a number of other thing here, there will be many fa- uh, false prophets and false teachers. So when Christ rebuked the church leaders of his day, he called them hypocrites. was Jesus being critical? No, Jesus was being honest. Jesus called them a brood of vipers, snakes, blind guides, blind not not gnats. Jesus spoke and loved to chastise them. The Bible, the Bible says he chastised those he loves. Therefore, to rebuke and reprove, reprove is God is a godly principle. The world will never see things the biblical way because they're in darkness and children of the devil. All right, I don't know. I don't really want, I just accidentally hit like there. Okay, hang on. All right, um, I'm gonna have to go back down to this. The page refreshed over oh, at an hour. We're going to have to stop. We're going to have to stop. Um, let's see if I can just get down to one more here. Um, someone replied to that. Your analysis is all right, except for the concept where you categorize everybody as Christians. Going to church and reading the Bible, praying, crying, Bible study, and giving, do good work, preaching, does not make anybody a Christian. Any person can do all those things without knowing God. It is, it is called religion. Religion has nothing to do with God. Religion is based on human self-righteous, self-justification, desire to reach God. Remember the Pharisees? More than 99% of the people going to church are like that. So now here's the person who's saying, hey, we shouldn't be divided. And then they, then they start arguing about who's a Christian, who's not a Christian. Once again, <laughs> hey, we're talking about religious freedom, but please note, this is what I want you to see from these, our, 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 this is what I just love about Christians. All right, here's the subject of religious freedom. Should we have it? Shouldn't we have it? We can't even agree on whether we should have it or shouldn't have it. But then once you get away from religious freedom, we can't even agree on who's a Christian or not a Christian or should we be unified and who should we condemn? We can't even agree on that. <laughs> but, 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 but we don't want religious freedom? <laughs> Give me a break. We, we, would be den- we would be taking away people's freedoms so quickly it wouldn't even be, if, 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 it would be insane. It would be insane. All right. um, Let's see here. Okay. There's a lot more here. You can read them all for yourself. It's funny. Now, this is what pops up now. Uh, How would you rate the quality of this conversation? Very toxic, toxic, neither healthy or very, very healthy. I just think it just demonstrates that Christians can't agree on anything and that it's just I, I, don't, I don't know what Christians want. I really. I don't, really I don't really know what Christians want. So here's, here is my view. I'll make it very simple. I've already kind of stated it, but I'll just end with this since we're out of time. And you should go read all of those comments. It's maddening even trying to figure out, how does this even, did you even read the article? Like your comments in many cases have nothing to do, like next thing they're arguing about who's a Christian, and who's not a Christian. It's like, what does that have to do with the, the article? Religious freedom. Do you support it or you don't support it? Yes or no? It's that simple. Here's my view. Religious freedom is an amazing thing because it gives you the ability to preach the gospel, teach, have Bible studies, have church, turn on a microphone like I'm doing right now and just talk away about theology and God. I love, I love religious freedom. And because I love it, I want everyone else to have it. I want the atheist to be free not to have any religion. I want the atheist to be free to mock it make fun of it, make art mocking it. I want them to have the freedom to do whatever they want. And I want the freedom to be able to respond. The freedom gives everyone the ability to put forth their views. And I believe that as we preach, God will save those whom he will save. Right? That's, that's, that's what I, 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 that's, that's just, I think religious freedom is great. I don't want to deny anyone religious freedom because if I deny them freedom, I'm denying myself freedom. And if we start denying religious freedom, who gets to make the determinant factor? Now, when it comes, I'm not big into politics, but when it comes to voting, you could make religious freedom a big part of your who you vote for. This person seems to support religious freedom. Now, the question is, do they really support religious freedom, or are they just saying that? You can always have th- those debates. I don't think... Uh, I think uh, government will will they they will do whatever they can because uh, so many religious people do vote that they will always try to give uh, religions as much freedom as possible because they want their vote. I think that is true until religion becomes less and less a a, a influence, and then then politics will uh, th- discard religion as fast as they supported it. Religion is just a means to an end for politicians. It's just how they get elected. So I'm very cynical about it. But um, so whether, should we fight for it? Should we vote for it? You can definitely vote for it and fight for it. I, 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 I trust God to ensure that I have it and I know that it could be taken away. But my thing is, is like, I just, I personally am going to support religious freedom because I want everyone to be free because I want that freedom. It's that simple. And I, I don't know what MacArthur was was trying to say, put it this way, whatever he was trying to say, everyone is going back saying, well, I don't think he really meant that. I don't really think he meant that. But it's funny, all the people saying, I don't think he really meant this, or I don't think he really meant that. None of them are providing quotes from the sermon, which supposedly changes how we interpret that. Like the people who are saying MacArthur said these crazy things, they're, they have actual quotes from the sermon. The people defending it aren't going, well, if you go back two minutes, look what he said right there. Or if you go three, here's the, that quote changes the whole sermon. Nobody has provided any quotes changing the whole sermon. They're just offering their interpretation of it. Now, make it very clear, John MacArthur has access to microphones. <laughs> he could clarify in about five seconds. I support religious freedom. Or I don't. I mean, it's pretty easy, right? I mean, is it that hard? I mean, I, I'm in a church in the middle of nowhere, Texas. With no money, I can turn on a microphone. Are you saying, John MacArthur, grace to you and all of the staff they have, they can't put him in front of a microphone to clarify? I think he could clarify it in about five seconds. So there you have it. That's the big story today. That's the big hoopla. That's the big, everyone going crazy about. But just remember, it goes back to 2021. It's now 2022. MacArthur can, can clarify this in five seconds. It, it, it would be easy to fix it. My question is, forget MacArthur. What do you think about religious freedom? And have you been consistent in your views on it? Now, religious freedom doesn't mean all religions are true. It just means all people are free to practice whatever religion they so desire. That means they may choose a right one or they may choose a wrong one, but at least they're free. I hate charismatic theology, but you know what? I want charismatics to have the freedom to practice the, the, what I believe is a fraudulent form of Christianity. And I want the freedom to speak against it. And I want them to have the freedom to speak against my view of Christianity. There you go. I mean, is that is, is that is that complicated? I, I, I think it's pretty straightforward. Right? I feel like there's more I should say, but I keep looking over at the time going, why did I go an hour and 10 minutes with this? But there you have it. And I'm sorry. I know some of those comments, even me trying to read some of those comments, I was like, what are they trying to say? Like, some of them are just written very broken. But I just wanted you to see that immediately within the comments, disagreement started breaking out. And, and then they started disagreeing about disagreement. They, they, start, they, they just started disagreeing about everything. And immediately that just shows you, so who would, if you take away religious freedom, who, whose religion would you go with since Christians can't even agree on anything? Immediately, whoever gets power, It's going to take away someone else's freedom, and that's what we cannot have. I don't ever want that to happen again in the history of of, at least American Christianity because in in the history of Christianity, we've seen one side persecuting another side, this theology persecuting that theology, and that to me is insane. I don't believe it's biblical, and I don't believe it's godly. You say, well, in the Old Testament, they did that. Yeah, the Old Testament, they set up theocracy, monarchy. You, You see some of those kinds of things. In the New Testament, you don't see any of that. You don't say, hey, we need, to get, we need to set up laws. No, it's preach the gospel. That's what, render under Caesar what is Caesar's and render under God's what is God's. You, you, you focus on preaching and living out your Christian life, not worry about what the trying to fix the government. It's completely, or trying to establish some kind of theocracy. I don't believe that's anywhere in the New Testament. So, all right, I'll stop right there. You can email me your thoughts about this crazy situation to newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Sorry it took so long, but we needed it. I just wanted to get that out of the way and just put that out there. And it it fits in with a lot of other things that we've talked about. So it really is relevant to a lot of issues, but that's what people are talking about today. There you have it. There's some thoughts. All right, thanks for listening. God bless.